We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the California Golden Bearcast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Indeed and Bet Online. Enjoy the episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Bearcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Andy, along with my co-host, Rob Huang. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and excited to be talking to you about nonsense. That's right. (laughs) The nonsense that is the college football playoff. And we know that this is the content that you come for because Cal played four games. And so this is what this is what 2020 delivers. And we deliver to you fresh, ready to go with the Domino's guarantee. Rob, my friend, what is happening in your world? What's going on? We played four games. There are four teams in the college football playoffs. There are three games in the college football playoffs, and we lost three games this season. The math checks out. (laughs) The math fully checks out. I don't think we've come to fully celebrate the fact that we technically but not really, but kind of, but not really beat the Pac-12 champion. Yeah. See, the problem with it is I refuse to acknowledge Oregon as the Pac-12 champion because rightfully so they didn't make the Pac-12 championship game if, you know, except for the fact that Washington had to bow out. So they got the round robin second place seed into the game and they won the game. Good for them. They won one game, but... I refuse to acknowledge that as an actual back-to-back title as so many of my friends in that damn text message chat that I'm in have been reminding me about, which is they, they, are, they firmly believe, <laughs> and rightfully so to some degree too, 
that Oregon is the Pac-12 champ. So I want to take it, but then I know that if I take it and I'm like, oh, yeah, we beat the Pac-12 champs, then I'm like, I have to acknowledge them as Pac-12 champions, which I'm unwilling to do. I think you can acknowledge them as the winners of the Pac-12 championship game. That doesn't necessarily mean they won the Pac-12. They won the game that just decided who the champion was. Champion in air quotes. Yeah, champion in air quotes. It's. I mean, come on. I mean, think about it, right? Washington Washington became the Pac-12 North champs because they didn't play that game against Oregon. And because Washington backed up into it, and wasn't and then couldn't play in the championship game, Oregon went. So I, Washington fans are probably pissed because they're like, if we had just played the game, like who knows what would have happened. Uh, and then Oregon fans are like, well, they didn't, and they still won it. So technically, you know, we could have had a chance to win it, and we were given the chance. This is one of those years that it's going to be debated on, at least between like let's say Oregon fans and Washington fans. For the foreseeable future, the yeah. what, the what if is so huge here between those two teams, and the and I do kind of wish that we had this scenario for the World Series. It would be easier for me to d- deny the Dodgers fans, but somehow baseball like pulled off like an actual season, and, yeah. and then it seems like it was so funny because it was like at the time I remember we were like, damn, baseball really missed the boat by like starting when they did and and ending when they did, and it just seemed like it was kind of a train wreck. And then college football and the NFL went off without a hitch. And everyone was like, wow, like this is so much better. And, you know, baseball strikes again. And then boom, <laughs> it's like disaster everywhere. College football is a total train wreck. The NFL is uninteresting because you literally have football games every single night of the week. So if they were curious, if there's such thing as fatigue, <laughs> there is. And um, I mean, I, I'd be interesting to see the numbers, but at least from a personal standpoint, it's like the people that I know that used to pay attention to a lot of football would be like, damn, there's another football game tonight. That's like Wednesday at 11 a.m. Oh, there's yep. a football game on right now. <laughs> so I do wonder, like, who got the benefit of like the stoppage due to COVID, right? I would I'd be inclined to say the NBA because they were the ones that came back like the fastest with the bubble and just because we had such a big void of sports, right? Like everything shut down in last March. Yeah. And then, and then basketball started up, I think, what was it like July? I still think the K like the KBO. uh, That was awesome. Like the fact that they, I don't know if they were previously getting broadcast on ESPN, but they they weren't, they did. I think the, I think it was like a, like a two or three week discussion, like to get to purchase the rights. Yeah, so like I love that that's on on random Friday nights at like late at night, and I can just watch my team and the Doosan Bears and cheer them on from here. And <laughs> but you know, I think so that was cool. But I, I do I do agree. I mean, the, but the NBA, like, let's make no mistake here, the NBA had the best product because the NBA was the one who found the best solution, and and that's it. Like that's why they avoided the chaos because. They actually solved it and everybody else, the NBA took the approach that a lot of other countries have taken with COVID that we could have taken in the U S and we didn't. And, and so we kind of like have these little pockets of examples, but we're not here to talk about COVID. 
COVID is obviously omnipresent right now. <laughs> Let's talk about the shit show, otherwise known as the college football playoff. So, Rob, <laughs> this weekend it was announced that the same damn four teams that we always see in the college football playoff. Well, I mean, Notre Dame fans would argue the opposite. It's not the same four teams, but your point still stands. Your general point still stands. The same damn four teams. <laughs> Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Sub out Notre Dame for Oklahoma. That's literally all I can remember for college, what the college football playoff has been. Or LSU. Outside of one Washington team in LSU winning last year. So... We have the drama that is the fact that there is no drama. We also have the drama of an undefeated Cincinnati team that got zero love. Yeah. And there's also an undefeated Coastal Carolina team (laughs) that got zero love. So passing it to you, what, how do you make sense of this? I don't. It's a, it's a, it's like, it's an absolute joke. You know what the funnier part about all this is? Like, you know how over the last couple of days, like, uh, coaches polls, like their votes have started to leak and like it showed Dabo Sweeney's, uh, what's it like his rankings and like some of the other coaches. And it tells you, I, I didn't realize this until now, but it tells you what a, just a conflict of interest the coaches poll is (laughs) especially if you're a good team like you're trying to win a championship like i mean realistically if you're a coach and you're on that and you're on the you're on the group of pollsters and you're vying for a national championship why wouldn't you like vote dependent on who you think you might end up playing you know in the next uh if you get to the playoffs and you're like, you know, you're getting seated, like, why would you, why wouldn't you do that? Because your votes are being aggregated into a system that the college football committee is using. So if you can, if you can skew the numbers by even 0.01, who knows what the mathematics could actually help you in, in that case. So it makes total sense why Dabo would vote it, vote it like that. That also being said, you know, we always we always laughed about the coaches pool and like it was probably some, you know, sports intern, you know, that that didn't really that like stayed up late to like midnight and just filled it out for the coach, depending on what games they were watching after their you know game on Saturday. So it's probably a whole bunch of mix of that. But it's it like it's clearly showing all of like the, just the laughing stock and like everything that needs to be readjusted and recalibrated. Right. So you remember like the college football playoffs when like they first announced it was coming and they were like, we're going to have a committee. We're going to announce it every Thursday. We're going to have, you know, like halfway through the season, it's just going to be every week and it's going to be the talk of the town. It did not become the talk of the town because it became the same schools every single year talking about it because, you know, the. I mean, even with the uh, people talk about how the Pac-12 gets shafted every year, but the Pac-12 still, it just eats itself up every year that it screws itself out of getting in the playoffs. There's there. Whoever is the Pac-12 champion, like with a, if it's a one loss team is definitely in the conversation of getting into the playoffs. It's just, we, we just haven't had that type of one loss team because I think that 
that's the greatest sense of parity you have is if there's not a single team that can do that because it is a gauntlet of of teams that you have to play against. So like the best competition, if there's a team that can do that, I think it's a surefire, surefire um, pick into the college football playoffs. So I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's where it is. It's it just, everything needs to be revamped. I know, I know what I would want instead of a four team playoff. I think you and I are on the same page in terms of what we would want in, in, instead of a 14 playoff. And I do hope that, they have this discussion over the summer and, and re-implement it, like let's say in the year 2022, because you can't you can't overhaul it over a single summer, which I think you could do because you have so many damn bowl games, but will they do it? It's a totally different question. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I, I want to give you time to, to talk about what you wanted to, to rant on for this. Well, I want to kind of the response to one thing you said when you talk about like the coaches poll being a conflict of interest. Let's take a second to think about that too, because I mean, yeah, it's, it's a huge conflict of interest. And even on top of what you said, a coach gets compensated for their various destinations. <laughs> so, so I'm even more inclined to, just vote in a way that serves my best interests, whether it be opponent, whether it be rank. What a what a silly thing! I mean, could you imagine having a a list in you know a, a business world or like the top twenty five cars in the world as voted on by the car manufacturers? <laughs> okay, great, awesome, yeah. And oh, by the way, you can choose your own. Like, what a stupid list. <laughs> like, would anyone read that? Um, I just think, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a disaster. And I think it's just a legacy product. You know, I look at that as being a legacy product of, of this BCS era that we still really haven't gotten out of. The college football playoff, we've been talking about this for a long time. That was, if it wasn't a, destination towards something better than it would inevitably fail. I think we, I don't think we were around long enough. Damn. Were we podcasting when they announced the CFP? No, like it was before our time, but um, you know, it's been one of these things. I know we've talked about it before and, and I think the PAC 12, like what you just said about the PAC 12 is, is my perfect argument as to why the system is broken. Because when you look at, perfection and the pursuit of perfection there's some people out there like that really like this idea of like a perfect team and every loss meaning so much but like when you have a two loss team in college football it's not like those losses didn't hurt just as much as that first loss of that perfect team because you're also kind of chasing your own destination i mean we feel it as cal fans every year and the implications of such a short schedule are so heavy that two losses are devastating and every loss in college football is which is way more significant than any other loss I experienced obviously more than baseball NHL or basketball but even more than the NHL because of just the sheer amount of games so I don't and I think the stories that are interesting are like the wild card potential wild card teams or at large bids like having a Cincinnati or a coastal Carolina play Alabama. That's what I want to see. Like, I want to see the the Boise State versus Oklahoma game, the David versus Goliath storyline. And what we get is the same manufactured BS 
every single year and it's boring and it's tired and it doesn't even function well to begin with because you take such a long break between season end and the bowl game that the first round of bowl games are incredibly poorly played because you take too much time off. And I've seen it firsthand with the program when you take a month off of football and I know it from being at the, uh, was it the holiday bowl? And we just came and we were so damn sloppy and we just had so much time off and it was just abundantly clear and you see it every single time. I think maybe last year was the first time there might've been an interesting game in the semifinal round. But besides that, they're mainly blowouts, mainly blowouts. And I think that has to do with the scheduling of it. It's, and I don't think it's a hard solve. So when I, when you say like, yeah, 2022, I'm like, yeah, I get it because the NCAA is like slow moving and, and, and the, or I mean, I guess it's not even really the NCAA here. It's the conferences and ADs and stuff. And it just seems like a lot of people to get a hold of. ADs, conference commissioners, head coaches. There's a, yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of people to wrangle, but you don't have to sacrifice much to make this a possibility with eight. And that's right. what I think you and I, I think, are too. Mm-hmm. I think eight all, is the right number. All the bowl games can stay there because you just turn, you know, you just add in those additional, in that additional round, you just add those bowl, like you select bowl games and they're happy about it because people are actually going to care about the Mayo Bowl, whereas no one's going to watch the Mayo Bowl or the Cheez-It Bowl. Imagine if the Cheez-It Bowl was a playing game. Everyone would be <laughs> Yeah, I think so, you keep you keep the top four ga- like you keep the top four games like as is, right? Like you keep the you keep the Rose Bowl, you keep the Cotton Bowl, you keep the Alma Bowl, like you keep you keep all of those, you keep the New York Six as as the games, and you just rotate those games into into the playoffs. Um I wouldn't even mind even a six team playoff where the first seed and second seed don't play games in the first round and you have like this other wild card spot. Like if you, if eight is a hard sell, you can start with six. But I think eight is the perfect one where you go with five, you get you go with the championship winners of the power five conferences. You go with one of the G five teams, and then you go with two wild card spots out of the remaining field. Yeah. It's I mean it's a mind it's it's been sitting there for years. And it's mind blowing that at this point it still hasn't changed. Yeah, and and you have a crystal clear example of how well it works because of March Madness, right? So it's really weird that it already hasn't happened, and I actually don't have a ton of faith that any changes are going to happen. If, if they don't happen this year, it's hard to see much changing going forward. I mean, think about like how long it took for us to even get a playoff, even to get a fourteen playoff, like how long like clamoring was for that. Yeah, years, 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 years on years. Um, but here's a here's a side question of that that I would ask you that I've been I've been thinking about this over like the last week and it's been gaining more and more steam in my head. Is you know the seeded games we played in the Pac-12, like the non-championship games. Like you mean like this year that we're supposed yeah, to? Yeah, do? yeah, 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 yeah. This year that we played, right? Not well, we didn't get to play, but we saw all the other teams play. Yeah, on Saturday. I would push to keep those around. Why? Because I think having the extra game just gets you more 
eyes on Pac-12 football, and it gives the teams an extra game to play just at the end of the year, even if they're not making a bowl game, right? Like you can have a, like let's say an ASU or an Arizona team that doesn't get to a bowl game, but they still get one more game in at the end of the year as like a cross seeded game. So you get to see the Pac-12 teams play one more time regardless. And what I would do, I think Avi brought this up when we were first talking about this season and how they had the schedule going. What I would do is I would have all those seeded games I would have the games basically start at 9 a.m., like the first one, and just go a full day of Pac-12 football, culminating in the championship game at night. Hmm. Can you do you imagine how many eyes would be on like the Pac-12 that day? Just because you there's going to be a game basically playing at playing at every hour of the day, starting in the morning. You do you do have to accommodate for that though. So you're pulling an out of conference game. Yeah, yeah. Pull an, pull an out-of-conference game and then just add in a, a, a seeded game. Because, I mean, realistically, right, like how many how many championships have you seen in the Pac-12 that goes down to the final week? Not a lot anymore because we changed the two-division format. It did – it maybe did a lot more when we were in the Pac-10 because that would be like, can you know, tiebreakers and leapfrogging and stuff, but – Ever since we got, went into divisions, it's been pretty pretty standard. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll have our champion of each division like already pre pre done, and it's just an extra some more competition for the guys. And you get like a full day of the Pac-12 Championship Day, and it's just like full Pac-12 games all day long. Like I'd do it, and I'd sit there and watch all Pac-12 games like all day long. Yeah, no, that, that's a good idea. I like that idea. I, I I think, yeah, I mean, if I were a Wilcox, would I like it? I don't think I would like it as much because I might take the out-of-conference game. It's, it might be easier. You might or, take, the, you may take the, the higher chance of a one, one more win. Yeah, yeah, where I'd be like, well, do we want, you know, the game against Nevada or do we want a, another game against, like, I mean, this year obviously we would want Arizona, but on and you know, would we want to play Colorado this year? No, <laughs> you know, like we would. I mean, yeah. not if we're really trying to just optimize schedule for. But I think from a fan standpoint, yeah, it would be way more fun to play Colorado than it would be Nevada. Like I'd way more rather watch the Colorado game than watch us play some random team. But it also doesn't help those those right. conferences and those teams. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if we're I'm all for innovation. This is a field in which there's – it's like a turtle. <laughs> it's the innovative turtle. <laughs> and What's what's a turtle that goes backwards? Like that's pretty much – like that's yeah. the trend we're going in. We're, we're stepping slowly backwards. To, so to be fair, I was thinking about this before we hopped on here. Um, I tweeted out, you know, <laughs> the same tweet I've tweeted out for the last six years about college football playoff moving to eight teams. And uh, one of my followers, and apologies for not remembering who it was, commented saying, you know what, this might be old school, but I just might prefer going back to the old BCS system. And I mean, I don't want to go back to that. But at the same time, I was like, there might have actually been more drama with the BCS than there has been with the college football playoff. Because... One, a lot of the naysayers would like a lot of people's concerns were 
quelled, if you will, by having a playoff system. Yep. And so they're like, okay, whatever, you know, like it's a playoff and <clears throat> it's based off of us in America. We love outcomes and, <laughs> and finality in sports. And With so losses, no ties. Yeah, no ties. Hashtag no ties. Sorry, Nam. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I, I'm all for it basically is I'm all for your idea. So run it up to Josh. Make sure he gets that to the Pac-12 to Larry. Yeah, I I don't know what the answer is, but I mean, I would love to see eight teams. Like, can you, what is that? Uh, you have four games in round one, so that'd be one week. And then you get another two games the following week. Right, is it two games? If it's an eight-team playoff? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. And then you get your championship week. Three weeks. Yeah. Four. Yeah. You have, you go from four, four to two, one. Yeah. Yeah. Four to one. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, like, realistically, I'd like 16. (laughs) (laughs) But we're choosing to do eight because it's not that hard. And, and I think eight is so much. Eight would just be adding one more week. So here's, here's the thing, too. Let's just play one hypothetical, which I don't like always love to do, but let's do it here. USC wins against Oregon. You know, does mm-hmm. Keaton doesn't have a really bad game for no reason, for whatever that reason that was. So SC wins, is undefeated in the Pac-12, but only plays, I think, like six games. Six games, yeah. And then they don't get selected. There's no way they were getting selected. Yeah. And I, I, now you have a third undefeated. Sorry. Yeah. Third undefeated into the fold that has that now is a conference champion that didn't get selected into college football playoff. Like what a disaster that would have been. And SC would have been up in arms. And so, I mean, in some ways like CFP is lucky that that didn't happen. You know, what needs to happen one of these years, like in the next like one or two years for a real change to happen is basically the power five conferences basically needs to align itself in terms of champions. So like, all the champions, let's say in all five power five schools, go eleven and one, or they go like twelve and zero, like all five, and then they have to decide who they're going to take, and then that's when you'll get the 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 very prominent outcry yeah. of how that this doesn't work because of these scenarios. Yeah, let's open it up. Well, the best thing would be you get that, and then you get like a UCF team that goes undefeated too. Then yeah. you got six teams that are undefeated or like just yeah. one loss teams. And you're like sitting there like, how the hell are you supposed to choose which one goes in, which one doesn't? Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, I, I mean, if there's no changes after this year, then there's probably little hope. But I do think that what will happen is the product suffers. Fans will kind of tune out because, I mean, people want fairness. That's it. You know, like People want to be treated Equally. Well, I mean, on that point, what I'll say is it's clear the PAC, or not the PAC 12, the NCAA is only able to do one thing at a time. (laughs) Like, we we know that for a fact. And the one thing in terms of that, and where I'll give them the the time they need, is right now that the name likeness and image thing is like running rampant. Like, you know, there's bills in states like that are about to be ratified. There's new bills and new states coming out. Like 
that's, I think, the biggest thing on their forefront is them trying to get ahead of that in front of all the bills so that they have a a structure and basically a for lack of a better word, a constitution that regarding that that applies across the board. Right. And I think that's what they're trying to work on right now. I think the college football playoffs and expansion is like on the furthest thing on their mind because that only affects like 12, 13 teams at most, like yearly, versus this is like every single athlete <laughs> that is registered under the NCAA. So I think that's probably on their on their minds right now. Let's let's yeah. get, get that out of the way first, which it's going to be really interesting over like the next year to see what happens with that too. Like the NLI stuff is super interesting. Yeah. I think they lost a lot of credibility this year. I mean, I think they lost probably a lot of legal arguments this year. Yep. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Why did you have your players play in a band? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the flip side of that too is like, you know how we always say like, Oh, the NCAA is like so slow at, at doing everything. And then they like met, this past week for basketball stuff and was just like all transfers are eligible this year because people were upset about that. Right. They're like, if this year doesn't count towards your eligibility anyways, why should that stop you from being able to play this year? Right. It doesn't make sense if you're transferring. And so like, and the amount of people that did get transfer waivers cleared and teams that didn't, but then, you know, and you know, Cal had one, uh, one transfer guy, uh, who was sitting there and wasn't wasn't able to play, but then this rule changes, and then Jared Hyder is in the game. Yeah, so so it's possible. It's there. It's there for them to be able to make changes quickly. But nah. Well, uh, that's enough ranting of that. We have some questions from fans because I put out a tweet like for us for them to ask us anything. Because we didn't really have much to talk about today, we just wanted to we just wanted to record something. So we got we got some questions. Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, and you only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. Kind of, not really, mainly not. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. Can we, and I ask you this, Rob, can we please see if Bet Online has odds on whether or not the game this week will be canceled due to COVID? We'll see. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Donovan Frazier, former Cal football player, Donovan Frazier, uh, who has become a friend on Twitter, uh, to me recently because he's a very, very big Star Wars fan. Um, and he asks, is it appropriate to ask about reactions to the Mandalorian finale? Much more satisfying than the playoff selections, in my opinion. (laughs) I guess that's a very good segue. Um. You you do not watch The Mandalorian or have not watched The Mandalorian. I have watched all of The Mandalorian. You have watched all The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Even better then. I wasn't un, I wasn't sure whether you had watched it or not. So, um, all right. Give without spoilers because there's. I mean, it's only been a week since this finale's been out, so I don't want to spoil like the major reveal and plot points in it. Um, but what were your thoughts on the finale, like? When you were watching it, what what emotions were going through you when you were watching that episode? Ah, uh, man, I really didn't want to go first. Uh, you want me to go first? I'll yeah, go first. You go first. So, what, the, what were your thoughts on the finale? Yeah, the finale was awesome. I think it was more than I could have expected. the The lead up into the finale, I think they did a superb job of. Right, that whole thing of like. When Grogu sits on that uh, seeing stone and then Ahsoka's like, you know, he'll reach out and someone, if there is a Jedi listening, will respond. And then as soon as that episode ended, like you go to Twitter and then it's just like the the rumors start to go rampant, right? Which Jedi is it going to be? Is it going to be Luke? Like, because realistically, Luke is probably the only one that's a real Jedi at that point, like in the universe. Could it be, you know, um, Ezra? Uh, from the Star Wars Rebels line? Could it be Cal Kestis from the Star Wars Fallen Order uh, video game? Because clearly after they had brought Ahsoka in from uh, cartoon into live action, anyone else in that expanded universe was fair game. And so you saw the rumors start to go rampant. uh, And then that, that episode hits and like you see all the other plot lines, they start to open up into, you know, the more TV shows that they're going to be diving into because at the, What's it? The investors meeting, I think last week or the week before Disney in, in announced that um, Ahsoka is getting her own TV show at the end of the at the end of the finale. It says the book of Boba Fett, which John Favreau actually um, cleared up, I think, yesterday or this morning, saying that that is separate of the Mandalorian because people were thinking like Mandalorian season three was going to be about Boba Fett. But it's not like the book of Boba Fett is going to be its own series. Off Mandalorian, the side. done though, right? That's it. No, season three, 2021. What? That's already been announced. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot of they're they're like expanding it. They're expanding it into TV shows. So where it goes, like what they're gonna do, uh, is is awesome. Um, but then that final like fight scene with like the the with the reveal and the person that appears, and you're just like you're just sitting there watching it. You're like, this is this is what I expected from the movies. This this type of like emotion that makes me feel like I'm nine again of just like your jaw dropping and you're like in awe. Like that's what I wanted from the movies. And there were, there were moments in the new movies that you got that, but you didn't get that like throughout, but you got it throughout in this episode, at least for me. So that's my reaction to the finale. But what about you? So let me just say, let me just give you guys, our listeners, some background. Rob buys me a ticket to go see, <laughs> the the force awakens i think which is the first uh no the first no, no, no. The, fr- the second one the last jedi is that the it last jedi yeah the last jedi rob buys me a front row seat to go see this one so i saw the first one in theaters rob doesn't know some of my friends kind of laughed most of the time didn't really think it was that good <laughs> then <laughs> rob buys me tickets opening night with trace and others to go see this last jedi Yep. And I proceed to go to the Black Bear Diner with this group of people that are so much more into Star Wars than I am. <laughs> Getting things that I just am like, I had no idea. And I was like, I don't, I didn't think the movie was very good. But you don't want to like sour the mood. You know, no one wants to be that. Yeah, we've had this discussion. Yeah. So that's my experience with Star Wars recently. And I appreciate The Mandalorian because it's entertaining. And uh, what I felt like happened for me this season, I felt like the plot was more a little bit more predictable and boring than I would have liked. And I felt like the acting was worse. And it was harder and harder for me to forgive some of that where I started to fall out of, of interest with the plot. And then the end happened. And the end, I agree with you entirely. I was like pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... And I was like, damn, that was awesome. But at the same time, I felt like my original sort of reaction to the show as a whole was that the show itself might be just good. And and I thought it was more in line with my experience with the movies where everyone else like really loves the movies. And I'm yeah. kind of like, yeah, you know, they're cool. But like the show, I really like the Mandalorian. I really like Pedro Pascual. Like, I like yeah. loved him in Narcos. And so, um, you know, and I, baby Yoda, baby Yoda is dope. Like everyone has been awesome on that, but I do think some of the acting has sort of like, dude, the, just the man, like those dudes, those white dudes that are the evil guys, like they're so stupid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, they're so dumb. And I'm like, I, I just I don't know if it's from playing like video games. I'm like these tactical decisions should <laughs> not be working. Like at, you should not be able to do this. Like and yet they work every time. And so I think what I'm asking for is a little bit more failure than what the show kind of delivered and show like actual adversity. Whereas I felt like they were scared this season. There was more adversity to me in the first season than there was in the second. And so I sort of missed that. I thought the ending was great. 
I did think the show was over. I was actually pretty excited and surprised that I was like, oh, the men, they're smart. They're only going to do like two seasons, then move to Boba Fett. And uh, apparently that's not the case. So, well, I mean, the, 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 big, the big plot hole they left is with the Darksaber, right? And that whole thing about Mandalorians and the, and the planet of Mandalore, like they left that wide open. And I think that's probably what's going to be talked about and tried to solve in third season. But I, I agree with you that a lot of the plot was a little bit slower. Um, it felt like he, if, you know, like because all of us play video games, right? It's like, uh, I need to, I, this is the story mission that I need to do, which is, you know, A. But in order to do that, I have to get this item from side quest B. And that's kind of what it felt like this this season was, which was like episode between episode one and three, that'd be this that'd be the main missions. And then episode two would be that side mission that I needed to get this item for. You know, like getting the frog lady to that to that planet. Was that really necessary? Probably not, but it got him to the planet that he needed to go, right? That was the that was the main mission. So like it was just those certain types of un un like it was unnecessary. Um uh, Let's and, be honest. The frog person, they only, <laughs> kept that. they only kept that because of Baby Yoda eating those damn eggs. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. That was hilarious. And there was so much, but there was so much fan service in this up in this season, though. Like, you know, I know like Ethan, uh, a buddy of mine, he went nuts when Bo-Katan shows up because Bo-Katan is who is the who's the de facto leader of the Mandalorians who lost the Darksaber. Like she's a big part of the Clone Wars animated series. And like when they when she they first revealed her, I know like a lot of people that watched the Clone Wars, they were like going crazy because they basically made the cartoons into live action now. Like it's a part of that canon. So I think that's that's what that's what they kind of set up here. And I I think they I like that, but I think from an from an average fan or like just a person who's jumping into Star Wars at a very very uh you know top layer level it's like it you're in you're introducing me to all these characters that i'm not invested in yet and there's way too many for me to get invested into but if you like are into the weeds and had watched all the animated series and stuff you're already invested in those characters you're just getting to see uh them in live action but here's a fun trivia fact um for like probably the i think that the into the weeds guys probably all know this but the person that actually plays bo-katan in the series, in the Mandalorian, like you actually saw her face, she's the voice actor for Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars series. So like they actually like brought her over. So that was like a little cool tidbit. But anyways, yes, that is a cool tidbit, and yeah. that makes perfect sense. And yeah. makes perfect sense. But yeah, I mean, it, it's like when we're talking about the Uncharted movie, right? <laughs> like we want, we wanted like Nathan Fillion to do it. Like Dude, all of us, I'm still upset about it. <laughs> Think about the other day. I'm like. I saw an advertisement for the rookie yeah. and I was like, how in the hell did they not cast him? <laughs> like it just, that was, he looks identical. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark Wahlberg as Sully is like, why, why? Oh, they made Mark Wahlberg Sully. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to see it. All right. Let's move on to our next question. I hope that's enough, Donovan. But Donovan did want to jump on and do a Star Wars pod one of these days. And I think we're going to do it. We're just going to do like a special spinoff episode of just we're just going to talk Star Wars. Uh, 
we got another question from Southpaw5100. He asks, would love to hear any thoughts on the four-star wide receiver recruits and on QB Kai Milner. Um, we actually did like a good two-hour live stream on the recruiting class, which you can find on YouTube. Not me and Andy, but we did it for Right for California. So if you go to youtube.com backslash Right for California, you can watch that entire thing. We watched the tape. We listened to what coaches had to say. All of our writers did breakdowns on all of the all the players, so we we listed that off. But I mean, just the 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 easiest way to put it is Kai. I think has a real good chance of being the number two quarterback next year if he picks up the playbook. And you know, all that being said, I think his skill set is is there to be the number two. Is well, if Chase is coming back, which I think he is. Um, so yeah, I think uh, he's yeah he has the chance to do that. Number the four wide receiver, the four star wide receiver recruits like Maven's great. I think Maven is going to be an an awesome, awesome player for us. I I don't know what his ceiling is uh, because he's pretty dang athletic. But the two are the two complement each other so well. And then Peter made a great point, uh, one of our writers uh, on the live stream, which is like, just imagine like him with J. Michael Sturdivant and then Jeremiah Hunter like just lined up in three a three wide receiver set, and it's like you could put them in any of the positions you can put them solo out wide. You can put them in the slot. You can put them as on the opposite end and all three of them will bring something different to that position that they're going to be running in that specific place. So yeah, I think we, uh, geez, like I am super excited to see what this offense looks like, um, over the next like year or two, but we'll be doing a, we're, we're going to be doing a, uh, recruiting class podcast sometime in the future. So we'll, we'll do like our thing of, this is the guy that we really like, and this is the guy we think we're going to be good. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Southpaw. And then our last question of the day is from Terrence out in China. Terrence from across the ocean sent us a tweet. says, rank the Pac-12 QBs and also rank the Right for California posters. <laughs> uh, Andy, you probably haven't been to our site in a while, but – Basically, I mean, everyone had basically migrated over from the CGB days. Do you have any? Do you have any right for Cal or CGB or right for California like posters or people that wrote in the comments that uh, that you remember? I always liked Golden One. Yeah, um, and I think there was like um, Rug, obviously Rug Bear, and then there's uh, the one dude that does a bunch of analysis. Who's that? Uh, I mean, SG, SG Bear does his thing too, but Rug Bear does his. There's one more guy I know you're talking about. I mean, we also brought on like Christopher H used to do that, but then we brought him on. He's on the staff now. The recruiting front is SG Bear, right? The one he yeah. writes stuff the recruiting. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah, he's really good. Um, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's it's been a little while, but I think all the all those are still there. Uh, there's, there's like Golden Bear. 81 or something like that. There's like a few that I would always comment on the articles that I always appreciated, you know, yeah. the, the things, but um, there's J dot Lee. I always think that he's my friend, John Lee, who's a doctor, but I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that, those are pretty good. I I'd probably have an easier time with those than Pac-12 quarterbacks right now. <laughs> like I'd say Keaton, is still really high uh, for me. And then 
I, I don't know. I sort of feel like it's Slovis, Daniels, and then the rest, but I could be... I, dude, like DTR was so damn good in that UCLA. In US. Final, yeah. I'm concerned about him coming back. I think show is garbage. Nothing happening in Washington right now. Same with Oregon State. Chase is, I still think, um, kind of like ha- we have some questions. There's people I know that are talking about like can... I mean, I'm surprised to hear you say that like Kai will come in and be that high. I still think like Spencer Brash has a freaking cannon. So I'd be interested. To, you know, I haven't seen him in practice like you have, but I'm um, still like as a casual fan, kind of optimistic about him. I, the, well, here's the thing. The only reason I say he might be the number two guy is because he's, um, what's it? Bill Musgrave's first quarterback. And if he's if the, if the I mean, I hate to say he's going to play favorites, but if if he brought him in because he liked his skill set versus the other quarterbacks that were brought in under uh, Bo Baldwin's like recruiting over you know two three years, right? Then you know that that becomes an issue because you know we were right there. I mean, Miller Moss was there. I I, won't, I don't say I want I don't want to say for the taking, but you know he was he was still available and we it definitely didn't feel like we recruited him as hard like down the stretch after we brought on Musgrave. So if, if we, let's say for the sake of the argument, um, and I don't have any details on this, but let's say for the sake of the argument, they switched their recruiting um, spotlight onto Kai from Miller Moss when Bill Musgrave jumped on, then that's, that's his guy, right? So, yeah. Uh, But here, let me read you through the top 12 guys, right? It's Keaton. I'm going by passing yards. So it's Keenan, then Davis Mills, then Tyler Shuck, then DTR, Sam Neuer of Colorado, then Dylan Morris of Washington, Jane Delore of Washington State, then Jake Bentley of Utah, uh, Tristan Gabia of Oregon State, then Garbers, then Jaden Daniels, then Grant Connell. So that's one quarterback accounted for every single school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Slovis, Daniels, Mills, the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, Grant Gunnell's gone, right? He's transferring out, so number twelve is out, out the door. Um, Dylan Morris and Sam Neuer are are two guys that are super, that are young, including Jake Delora too. That I think they're probably going to take a step up. Yeah, and then Tyler Shuck didn't play like that second half of that championship game. Yeah, no, so, I think I think he's going to get replaced next year. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely definitely questions. I mean, they have Ty Thompson coming in, who's a high four star quarterback. So, yeah, I think Ty Thompson probably takes that job yeah. as a freshman. I think that's the list. I think that I th- I think you're right. I think it's probably Slovis, Mills, DTR. Dude, Mills has never showed well against Cal. <laughs> like, it's true. I, I've never been impressed. Whereas like, I'm so used to seeing like the Lux, if you know, the luck, the luck standard is so burned and etched into my mind that I've never, I'd never felt like Davis Mills really showed out all that well um, against Cal. And so I don't, I don't rank him that highly in my personal book, but I know that people really like him. So it's like, I'm giving almost just like giving lip service to the fact that I know he's well liked, but I just like, in my mind, he's never passed the test. Well, here's here's the last thing before we close here. Apparently, uh, Clay Helton today on radio 
said that if we were to, because you know how SE is bowing out of a bowl game, right? Even if they get a bid. And uh, he said that we would have been without three players. And he named, I think Elijah Vera Tucker was one of them. Um, and he named Keen Slovis. Whatever wow. that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think he can go to the I don't think he can go to the NFL. Um he's only two years removed from college, so he, he can't so I don't know what that means. He but he said Yeah. So he says we would have been without Keaton. Maybe maybe Keaton just decided I'm, I'm not I don't want to play in a bowl game this year, like even if we got one. Maybe that's his thing. He just wants to rest. But regardless, very interesting little tidbit saying that he would have been without him. Yeah. Whatever that means. Crazy year, man. Crazy year. But you know what the I'm crazier you know what the crazier part is? I think there were uh there were 34 quarterbacks that took snaps this year <laughs> in the Pac-12. Yeah. 34. Monster got in with us. Right. 34. Yeah. Matt Fink apparently played for SC too. I mean, how many quarterbacks played at Arizona? <laughs> how many quarterbacks played <laughs> Arizona State? Like, I, how did Arizona State have two different quarterbacks play when they only played three games? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a – what a year. What a yep. year. Close the book on that season. Yeah. Peace out. Recap yeah. pot time. <laughs> yeah, send it send it all back. It's time for 2021 to the future. Ahead to the future. Well, that's it. That's it. Uh we just wanted to just chit-chat for a little bit. So that's our podcast for today. Of course, we are the California Gold Bearcast. You can find us um on all podcasting platforms. And if you're listening to us, you already found us. So we're good there. Make sure to give us a a like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you can do on your social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter at Golden Bearcast. You can find us um, on Twitch as well at Golden Bearcast, where that's where uh, the Right for California live streams are being pushed onto Twitch. So help us out. Get us uh, get us the Twitch affiliate. I think you we only need uh, seven more followers on on Twitch to get us to Twitch affiliate. So if you could help us out with that, would be greatly appreciated. Um, and you can find all our written stuff at writeforcalifornia.com. And I think this might be our last podcast of the year 2020. The next time we actually pod might be 2021. Brand oh. new year. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, guess, uh, I guess because since this will be our last 2020 pod, I will just say for all of those listeners who stuck th- – with us through the year 2020 we greatly appreciate it we wish you a happy holidays and the year well uh as well as you possibly can and we hope you'll stick with us uh for the 2021 season and beyond seriously echoing that thank you so much for listening to us it's amazing that two guys like us have anybody that listens to us so we're really grateful we're grateful for the questions the interactiveness if and when we get back to cal games reach out to us about coming to say hi at the game. Um, you know, we'd love to make that personal connection and just meet, you know, Cal fans everywhere. So um, onwards to bigger and better things in the new year and have a safe um, and blessed holiday. Go Bears. And 
As always, go Bears.